very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause I'll travel across the land Searching far and wide Keep Pokemon to understand Good morning. Good morning. I'm George W. Bush. I'm Detective John Kimball. I'm from Texas. Well, you must be very proud of yourself. I hope you're proud. Hey, I'm a police officer. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. That is your right. Who is your daddy and what does he do? It's Abu Sayyaf. Drugs and alcohol. Excellent. Let me talk to your mother. Well, I talked to Condi and asked her to call Andy. Where is she? In the White House. Doesn't make any sense. I would like to talk to you about Thomas... Tom DeLay. No. Thomas Aquinas. Vladimir Putin. Negative. Harvey Pitt. Shut up! Let me, let me say something. I think it is perfectly reasonable. Party tonight. Rock it. Touch it. Not only once, but twice. In return for money. Don't be ridiculous. You idiot! Bob got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. But I hope you live in a room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Thank you and good evening. Welcome to the 2010 Blockcast first episode. I'm League Manager and Host Brandon, and I'm going to be bringing you the stats, scores, and info you need to do well on fantasy. I hope you guys have had a good first couple of weeks. Uh, I know it's been rough for some of you guys and myself included, but some people are doing well, like uh, you know Mark, Kevin, the, of course the people who are always rigging the league. Um, Anyway, so I'm going to be going over some of the scores and stats for last week, some of the fun little things going on um, in the beginning of this podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't know how George Bush and Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor, hacked our podcast, but uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Anyway, so let's get down to some football. Are you ready for some football? Heck yeah, I'm ready for some football. Alright, let's get down to the NFL scoreboard first. Obviously, well, let's start off. 49ers and Chiefs. Chiefs are now 3-0 after a 31-10 victory of the 49ers. I don't know how the Chiefs are uh, 3-0. It's probably a sign down coming apocalypse. Castle actually had a decent game. 250 yards, 3 touchdowns, 16 for 27. Jamal Charles, solid as always. 12 carries, only 90... It, only 12 carries, he has 97 yards. Pretty ridiculous. Moving on, Vikings beat the Lions. Favre and Peterson following had a decent game. Peterson, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Favre, only 200 yards, a touchdown, but he was 23 for 34. The Lions, meanwhile, are dropping to 0-3. Once again, look to suck again. 
Patriots beat the Bills in a shootout 38-30. Patriots are 2-1. Bills suck gorilla things, and they're pretty bad. Fitzpatrick, starting for them, had a decent game, actually, but obviously they're very, very bad, especially compared to the Patriots. Falcons and Saints, final in overtime, 27-24 Falcons, a crazy game, and a really, really good one. Breeze, 365 yards, three touchdowns, 30 for 38. Matt Ryan, 19 for 30, 220 yards, two touchdowns, and Michael Turner had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Very close game, and uh, the Falcons look to try to win that division. We'll see if they can pull it off. Titans smash the Giants 29-10. Giants aren't very good. Titans are very good, considering Titans aren't that great. Though. I mean, they have Chris Johnson, however, who had 125 yards and two touchdowns. Steelers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers finally lost a game, and they were another, they were another surprise 2-0 team, but they got smashed by the Steelers 38-13. Charlie Batch, 12 for 17, 186 yards and three touchdowns. What the frick? Mendenhall, of course, solid. 19 carries, 143 yards and a touchdown. Bengals, Panthers. Panthers aren't very good at all. Bengals beat them 20-7. Jimmy Clausen, former Notre Dame quarterback, starting 16-33, 180 yards, no touchdowns. Could be worse, but still not very good. Ravens beat the Browns in a actually pretty close game. Bolden, of course, my ba- the bane of my existence at this point. Eight receptions, 140 yards, three touchdowns. Cowboys-Texans. Cowboys finally affirmed that they actually might be able to do something this year, considering all the talent on the team. They smashed Texans 27-13. Romo had a great game, over 280 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Andre Johnson did have a play with an injury. I think he might have been eventually taken out, so that's one of the reasons the Texans lost, possibly. Rams upset the Redskins, and this is why every time the Redskins are good, we get excited about them, and then they stink. Well, not we. Washington gets excited about them, and then they stink because they lose to the Rams. And Jack, Stephen Jackson, the stud of their team, got injured halfway through the second quarter, so they don't have an excuse. Sam Bradford had a good game, and I don't know what to think of the Redskins. Eagles destroy the Jaguars, 23. Vic, of course, is a story here. 17 for 31, 291 yards, two pass touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown, which makes for an amazing fantasy day, which I'll get on later. Uh, and he has had quite a comeback, and just I'm sure Mark's kind of miffed. He is getting take placed over Kevin Cobb. Anyway, Colts, 27, Broncos, 13. Colts once again affirm that they are going to challenge for the AFC South title. I, I still think they'll win it in the end. Raiders, Cardinals. Cardinals barely, barely beat the Raiders, 24-23. Derek Anderson sucks. I mean, 12 for 26, 122 yards, two touchdowns. That's pretty bad. Uh, McFadden, once again, has a 100-plus yard game f- running for the Raiders. He's still pretty solid. Then we got the Chargers and Seahawks. Seahawks win 27-20, even though Rivers passes for over 450 yards. Seahawks pull together with two special teams touchdowns from Leon Washington. Finally, Jets beat the Dolphins in a pretty epic Sunday night battle, 31-23. Sanchez, once again, has a great game, just like week one, week uh, week 2. 15-28, 256 yards, three touchdowns. And Chad Henney for the Dolphins actually had a decent game, too. But the Jets win. And the final game of the week, it, of course, was the Bears and Packers. Whoop, go Bears. We beat the Packers. Uh-huh. Anyway, Cutler had a decent game. All those guys had a decent game. Um, you, you pretty much know everything that went on in that game. So I'm not going to make you listen through that again. But anyway, we beat the Packers, so that was fun. 
Um, now let's move on to fantasy scoreboard. All right, so the fantasy scoreboard. First matchup of the ga- day, me versus Dan. All right, Dan destroyed me 127 to 84. Um, he had a huge game from, first of all, Anquan Bolden, who put up 32 points out of nowhere, and maybe he's finally hitting a stride down there in Baltimore. He also had 31 points from Adrian Peterson, who finally decided to have a big game against me, of course. He looks like Jerry Rice out there! Right. And Brandon Marshall had 22 points for Miami, who also decided a big game. So, pretty much, Daniel got uh, 85 points off of three guys, and that's how he won the game. Just saying. Anyway, Jeremy Macklin put up 20 points against me. Vic throwing to him, that's pretty solid. But Steven Jackson got injured, so he only got 11. D'Angelo Williams has been not doing well at all. Um, but anyway, Dan flat out beat me in, in a quite impressive game. So kudos to you, Dan. But I'm still... Shut up. Anyway, all right, our next matchup is Kevin versus Mark in the highly anticipated Olenek battle. Kevin beat Mark 117-79. to 79. Really impressive by Kevin here. Uh, Drew Brees, of course, consistent as ever, threw up 22 points, uh, while Mark's high score was Mendenhall with 20 points, and he's been really consistent. Kevin also had eight, no, he got seven other players. He had seven players with 11 or more points, so Darren McFadden with 17. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, apparently he he ate Jarvis Green got 15. Lewis Murphy, 11. Randy Moss, 16. Deshaun Jackson, 21. Greg Olson, 12. That, that is looking like a really sharp team, Kevin. At least, well, I don't know about McFadden, Green, Ellis, and Murphy, but I don't know. If you're getting production like that. Mark had 10 points from Arian Foster, uh, 12 points from Zach Miller, 10 points to Cardinals defense, but it wasn't enough against Kevin's high scoring. There's quite a few, a couple of high scores this uh past week, so that's pretty impressive. But Mark's 2-1. and one. He'll be fine. Kevin's 3-0 now, and looking pretty good. Now Mike, another 110-plus score. Mike scored 119 in the biggest deficit of the week against Andrew, who had 51, who's just looking miserable at this point. Mike's Peyton Hillis of the Cleveland Browns scored 23. It's kind of funny how ironic that is, because I think Mike had him about two years ago when he broke out and then pr- subsequently got injured a couple weeks later, but Pitt Hills was really good for a couple weeks. Now he has him again, and he's putting up the points again. But in any case, Aaron Rodgers got 22 for him, and Kevin Walt or Michael, Wal- I'm sorry, correct me, Mike Wallace of Pittsburgh got 22 points as well. So Mike w- also had uh, 67 points from three guys, and that's pretty rare to come by. Even though Andrew might have finally found a quarterback in Joe Flacco who got 22 points, his the rest of his team looks pretty terrible. No one else broke eight broke the nine point threshold. Four from Felix Jones, two from Willis McGahee. Uh, not looking too good, Andrew. You need to work on that lineup. Anyway, Mike's two and one. He's got a two game winning streak going. He's looking pretty hot. We have Allen versus Alex B. All right, Allen won 88-74 in one of the tighter games of the uh, of the weekend. Kyle Orton put up 22 points from Allen, and he's been surprisingly consistent so far, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, Alex's highest score, on the other hand, 
was the Steelers' defense with 18. C.J. Spiller kind of broke out with 15, and Percy Harvin finally had a decent game with 13, but Allen's Frank Gore, Cedric Benson, Roddy White, all with 14, 20, and 12 points, respectively, overcame the decent games by some of Alex's guys. Allen's not an, another kind of surprise 2-1 team, while Alex B. falls to 0-3. So. Sorry, little man. Next matchup is Alex C. versus Tommy K. Alex had a bad week this week with only 62 points, while Tommy scored 98, another high-scoring game for Tommy. Quite surprising. Peyton Manning almost had half of Alex's points with 25, and and so you can think that the rest of his team didn't do too well. Well, on the other hand, Tommy had 19 for Tony Rimmel, 14 from Jamal Charles, 12 from Dwayne Bowe, and 16 from both Santana Moss and Antonio Gates. So Tony's actually not looking, or I'm sorry, make that Tommy is not actually not looking that bad, which is pretty quite surprising. So then we got uh, our next matchup is Ching. Dustin versus Joey K. Dustin puts up 109 points against Joey's 20 or er, mega 55. Not very good there, Joey. Dustin's Philip Rivers scored 24 points while on the bench. I think Mike Vick scored about 30 points if I'm not mistaken. So he's got quite a bevy of quarterbacks right there. Um, Allen or er, I'm sorry, Joey on the other hand didn't have his guys were. Pretty terrible. The only guy who really did anything that great was, I guess, Braylon Edwards, who he did have that DWI earlier in the week, um, but he kind of made up for it with 14 points here. Dustin had Dustin Keller, his tight end, had go for 21 points. Michael Turner, 18. Ahmad Bradshaw, 15. Pretty solid. In any case, Dustin is now 2-1, and Joey is now another 0-3 team. So that makes Alex B, Joey K, and Andrew are the 0-3 teams, fortunately for them. Now Joe S has eighty got scored eighty one against Colin this week. He only scored sixty nine and he won. Chris Johnson put up twenty four for Colin, but it wasn't enough considering Joe got twenty two from Tom Brady, fifteen from Thomas Jones, and Jermichael Finley put up eleven. Well even though Colin had about two thirds of his team total from Chad Henney and Chris Johnson. Alright, well that's it for the fantasy scoreboard for last week. It's time for Power Rankings. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. That's right, Denny Green. Anyway, we'll start from the bottom. Alright, so the worst team in the league at the moment is Andrew. Right now, he's only, uh, he's only got 139 points, about a little over 40 points a game, which isn't very good. And he's 0-3. He does have the second highest amount of points scored against him, however, at 281. So maybe hope isn't lost for him. Well, we'll see in any case. The next highest team on the list would be Joey Kling. Yeah. Anyway, he's also 0 and 3, and he is not having a very good season thus far. Even though he he's only got 160 points total, which is about. Uh, less than 60 points a game. And he he really needs to turn it around like Andrew, considering he is at the bottom of his division as well. Even though his division, however, at this moment is easier than the other division. 
Alright, next up is Alex B. He's also 0-3. However, he's been faring a little better. 201 points total, which is about 66 points per game. That's still not very good. It's not going to cut it in our league. He does, however, have the most points scored against him, so he may just be unlucky. The next highest up on the list would be Alex C. He's 1-2, and two, at least, but he's only scoring about about the same amount Joey K was scoring. He's only got 206 points, and he sh- needs a turnaround as well because he's at second to last in his division. Up n- after that is me, unfortunately, at 1-2. and two. I've got 232 points total, about 70 point, over about 78 points per game, which isn't terrible, but I, de- I definitely need to turn around. However, I will note that two years ago I started at 1-2, and two, and I seem to remember finishing 11-2. and two. Hmm. Anyway, Colin's up next. He's got just a couple more points in me total, but he but he's also 1-2. and two. So, after, he, he should also need to turn it around as well, obviously. Alright, after that, we have a bevy of 2-1 and one teams. First of all is Mike G. He's got 255 points total, which is about a little over 80 points a game. And he's been pretty solid so far. Right now, he'd be the number 7 spot in the playoff, or number 7 spot in the league, which does indeed make the playoffs in case you've been checking out the playoff league. So right now he's doing good, but I'm sure he wants to do better. Just a couple points higher is Tommy K. We'll see if he can last this long, considering he's had less points scored against him than most teams in the league. So and so, he is the, at two and one. However, and at the moment would be in the playoffs. But we'll see if he can hold on to that. After that is the Djibouti Awesomenesses. Nice name, Dan. In any case, he's at yeah two hundred seventy points. So ninety points a game. He's at two and one. He's solidly in the playoffs at the moment. However, that can change in just a week, especially this early on. After that, we got we have Mark O two and one. He's looking really, really good. He's he's also got about ninety, a little over ninety points a game, probably about ninety-five. And even though he does have low points against him, he's still been looking fairly impressive. And only that he lost against Kevin, quite partly because Kevin had such a great game. After that, we've got yeah, that's Andrew can play about Call of Duty in the background. In any case. Dustin is up next with 293 points, almost 100 points per game at two, and he's at two and one. Surprisingly, it's shocking that Dustin's so high right now. But you never know if that's going to change the next coming weeks. But for now, I'd salute you, Dustin. Nice. Next up on list, net number two, people. We've got Team Rocket or Kevin at 269 points per game. He's got averaging about 90 points a game, but he is three and zero with several several clutch wins. Well, he ten, tends to do well early in the season in the past couple of years, so we'll see if he can hang on to this. Number one, surprisingly, is the Chicago Mayhem, Joe S. Even though he actually auto-drafted his league, it's all the more impressive that he's leading the league at the moment, at least win, win and score-wise. He's got, well, not and score. Okay, he's leading in wins, but he's got a high. He's the highest person with three at three and He's averaging 285 points a game, which is only nine away from Dustin, who has the highest score in the league. And so he's been rocking so far. However, one thing you might want to po- I might want to point out is that he also has the lowest points against him. So he has been facing some trashy teams. So we'll have to see if he can actually hold on to it or not. But right now, our top five is Joe S at number one, Dustin at number two. 
uh, I'm sorry, make that Kevin at number two. Dustin at number three, Mark at number four, and Dan at number five. This has been the first 2010 broadcast. Sorry about the kind of rough quality. I've kind of had to throw this together at the last second. Hopefully we can get special guests on, but everyone's been busy with school and stuff like that, so I haven't been able to do it as much. So, in any case, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and um, give me your feedback or whatever, whatever people say at the end of the podcast. But, all right, I will see you, and good luck next week. Let me ask you about uh, uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Oh, I mean, Brett Favre is an unbelievable player. I mean, it, you know, you know the great gods. You know, he's yeah. one step above that. I mean, really. If you could clone Brett Favre and put him in all the positions on the field, and then you played against another team of clone Brett Favres, right. I, mean, I, mean, I think the universe would explode. I mean, I, I, mean, I think my head's gonna explode just trying to think about that. Yeah. That's what happens. Every time you think about Brett Favre, I mean, just things start to happen, and, you know, and things start to move inside, and you, know, I mean, you want to get up and dance or something like that, and you hold it back and realize, I mean, there's no real reason to dance. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask your prediction, uh, Coach, for the Super Bowl. I know it's early, but you would know. You have some insight. Well, I mean, I would say Brett Favre's going to win it by himself. But it... <laughs> You can't, I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't win the Super Bowl by yourself. No, you really can't. Defense wins championships and exactly. players do, see, I don't know what the saying is, but I think that the Super Bowl champion probably be the winner of the AFC championship and the winner of the NFC championship. Right. And the two teams that play in that game, they're, that decides the winner. And I mean, only one team leaves the Super Bowl as the winner, and everybody else loses their last game. So if you win your last game every year, you're probably the Super Bowl winner. Right. party tonight.